Hello and welcome to another week of You've Got Mail. I am your host, Bella. And guys, we're here again and it's the end of March and I'm kind of overwhelmed by that fact that the end of this week will be April. That is January, February, March, April. That is four months into the year. That means I have April, May, June, July, August, five months until I start my master's. Like, I'm halfway there. I've halfway done... I hadn't realised that until this. That's terrifying. Exciting, but terrifying. Kind of terrifying. Okay, first things first, let's do a little life update since we last spoke. Well, first things first, I passed my driver's test. I know. And I've been... Oh, it's been been an interesting few days of driving. I passed on Friday and... I'm so excited that I've passed. I'm so relieved that I've passed because... I needed to pass in this time. I told myself I can just rebook another test. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. It's not stressful. And it wasn't stressful, but I've got some big things coming up. And I was like, I'd really, really like to avoid having to drive in those situations. I just like it done now. Oh, so I'm so happy it's done. But I had grand plans for Sunday because I could drive. This this is where being a new driver is very, very, very stressful. So on Sunday, it was obviously Mother's Day. So I had this plan because I'm the only daughter at home at the moment because Jen was doing her DV expedition and Nini's just casually in Costa Rica living her best life. Yesterday, she sent me a video of the bioluminescence in the water and I just finished a shift at Sainsbury's and I just, I just cried just a little bit. Just a small little tear fell down my face, but (laughs) not to be dramatic. So Mother's Day, I had a great plan. I was going to make like a breakfast and it was going to be lovely. And I was going to drive for the first time to Little to get some pastries. And I was excited about this event. I was very excited. So I get to the traffic lights and I turn the wrong way. Okay, not a disaster. I realise it's fine. We're going to go to the park and ride. Turn around in the park and ride. So I'm driving along, driving along. Get to the park and ride. Turn to go into the park and ride. Park and ride is shut, locked, barricaded. You cannot get in there to turn around. So I'm like, oh, it's fine. There's still room. Turn around. Waiting at the traffic lights. They're red. This is fine. This is stress-free. This is okay. Sat there. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Still red. Five minutes later. Still red. Start to get a bit of an inkling that, like, something's not right. So I'm like, okay, reverse. Let's reverse a little bit. Put the hazards on. Call mum. <laughs> she doesn't pick up. Call dad. He doesn't pick up. So then I'm just bouncing between those two phones for, like, a good five minutes. Now it's been ten minutes, and they are still on red. They are still on red. So then I call Louie, and he's just in a 12-hour shift. I felt really bad for it, but I was like, you know what? It has to be done. I cannot sit here forever. So I call him and I'm like, hi, good morning. What is going on? Because what happens? Like, I was so stressed because what if I got, what if I lost my license on the first day of driving? Like lost my license. This was stressing me out. I was like, it's a red light. What happens if you run the red light? And then he just called me. He was like, Bella, what do you think you're meant to do? Like, what what were you going to do if I say you can't go? Obviously, you had to go. So then I had to go through it and I had to go to the biggest roundabout in Scarborough, deal with the roundabout. Then I went to Lidl and they'd run out of Mother's Day things. So I had to go into town, had to go to Tesco's. All in all, this experience was meant to take me 10 minutes. It took me two hours. By the time I got back, dad had already left and mum was having lunch. It was a disaster, an absolute disaster. Other than that, driving has been going successfully. And I did have a good weekend. It was an enjoyable weekend. It was very wholesome. I was just at home. I feel like it was a chill weekend, which is what I needed. 
because emotionally I was so tired. I, I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was emotionally tired. I was just really, really drained from everything with the graduation and my driving test and I have some other exciting things have been happening, which has kept me really busy. And it's just been a lot on my plate. So then I feel like this weekend, I finally like relaxed and got to breathe, which was nice. And I found some really great ice cream, like really, really great ice cream. It was incredible. It was like on holiday ice cream. And I wish I could show you all because you deserve to know what it was like. And I made bao buns again and they turned out they still don't rise enough and I don't know what I did I mean the filling was excellent I made this like hoisin mushroom thing which is like hoisin duck but vegan version obviously and it was delicious I would definitely I'm going to share the recipe in the show notes but because it was incredible it was really incredible it took me three hours to make though so it was a lengthy process but I quite like cooking longer meals sometimes feel like it's a nice thing to do only if I have time so then that was Saturday, and then on Sunday, Sunday, oh, Sunday was Mother's Day, and that was the day. Oh, and we also lost the extra hour on Sunday, which I actually spent the whole day catching up with. I found it really, really hard to get on top of life again, you know? It just felt like I was running the entire day. So that was kind of stressful, but we got through it. And then Monday shift, I've just been at work the next two days. I go to London on Friday, no, Saturday, so that's exciting I'm very not prepared I have no idea what I'm wearing I have no idea about any of it but I figured if I pack on Thursday I can do a little bit of extra packing on Friday and then I leave Saturday morning so we've got time we've definitely got time but earlier today I got my ear pierced oh my god and my real driving license arrived and it's horrific it's so bad but I've got it now so that's all that matters and I got my ear pierced which is mm, kind of painful I can't lie you'll probably seen on my stories but it's really red and sore it's a bit throbbing now um not sure if I regret it but no we're sticking with it I've got to give it six weeks six weeks from now will be in middle of May then I can change it which is good I feel like nothing I'm not doing anything big in the next month so this is fine because I don't love the thing it's pierced with but I know it's the best thing for it so there we go it works so on this week's episode, we are talking about how I manifested passing my driver's test and how you can manifest anything that you really want to manifest. Like, what is a big goal for you? I think everyone has this one thing that they really want to do, but they just can't. For me, it was driving. I'd already done two driver's tests and failed both of them. And this was like the one thing I could do the academic, like the theory side of it, easy. Theory side was fine. I just could not do the practical test. When I got into the test car, like when I got into the car, I just got so anxious, so nervous with everything that I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get my head around it. I panicked. I didn't know what to do. I was scared I was going to crash. It was a disaster, an absolute disaster. And so I knew for this driving test when I booked it that I needed to do something to help with my headspace because I couldn't go into it the way that I'd gone into the other driving test because I was definitely going to fail then. It was just not it wasn't going to work because I was so nervous. It was kind of, it was ruining how I thought about everything. So when I did decide, so I booked this in November. There's a massive waiting list because of COVID, which is a bit of a nightmare for everyone. And it's annoying because it means you can't get a straightaway test, like straight away. You can only get one many months in advance, which also added a bit of the pressure on, (laughs) but that's okay. So How did I do it? First thing that I did was 
I did work really hard for it. I practiced driving probably two hours, an hour. I was practicing every day. And then when I went to Louis, I'd have like a four day break. Then I'd come back and I'd practice every day as much as I could. And I know some of you'd be like, well, you just practice and that how you pass. But you'll hear what I mean, because I definitely, that was not it. I definitely manifested this. But I think it's really important to make sure that you do work hard. I remember this saying, and it was about how Oh, I remember it. It was this man wished that he won the lottery and he wished he won it every day. That would all that he would try and manifest was that I wish I win the lottery. I wish I win the lottery. I wish I win the lottery. And eventually the universe said to him, how can you win the lottery if you don't buy a lottery ticket? And so the next day he bought the lottery ticket and then he won the lottery. And I think it's important that you can't expect to do something unless you try for it. You're not going to be able to pass your driving test without practicing. You're not going to be able to get onto your masters unless you apply. You have got to do something. You can't just expect the universe just to give it to you. It's not that simple. I wish it was that simple, but it's not that simple. Things aren't just going to fall into your laps. You need to be able to do a bit of work for them, be okay with doing work for them. Because I think when you do some work for it, you match the energetic state of that outcome. You start to think that it's more of a possibility because when you visualize it, you can add more detail into your visualization. Because I started driving, I could imagine how the driving test was going to go. I could visualize it. I could imagine what was going to happen and what was going to work. And that really, really helped me. The second thing that I did was affirmations. I listened to affirmations day and night. I listened to affirmations when I was going to sleep. I listened to affirmations when I was doing my makeup in the morning. Any period of time where you are just sat still, you're not really doing anything, listen to affirmations. Put them in the background. They don't have to be loud. And also say them out loud with it. Because for a period of time, I just had them on in the background and I didn't really think it was doing anything. And then I started to repeat after what they said and that helped a lot. I'm going to link under here the ones that I used to my driving test. But... The affirmation babe, she does really good affirmations because she does ones for very specific things. So there's one for passing a test, there's one for getting a job, there's one for, what other ones are there? One's becoming really healthy, having glowing skin. There's all these different really pinpointed affirmations and I have used them for everything, especially like the job interview ones, staying calm, academic stress. I have used them for all sorts and they're really, really good. So I would definitely recommend doing that on your next thing. So after trying a bit hard and, you know, working for it, I then listened to affirmations to help my anxiety and to start to change the pattern and the narrative that my brain was telling me about driving. I think one of the affirmations that really stuck out to me was, I will pass, my driving test will be easier than I expected. And I'm a safe and controlled driver. And those two were playing in my head. And I remember after I finished my driving test being like, that was actually not that hard it was easier than I expected it to me. And it actually was. And I think it's because I'd been doing those affirmations for so long, I'd started to change how my brain was thinking about driving. On top of that, I also did a lot of journaling around how I would pass my driving test and what this would feel like. So in the week beforehand, I kind of upped it a little notch, like it went quite intensely. So each night I would be grateful and I'd be grateful for the different things that happened. And I would journal about what it would feel like when I passed my driving test, how I would feel if I passed my driving test, how the driving test would go. I used a lot of different affirmations, different statements, just really focusing 
on being able to pass and that I was capable of passing because I knew I was capable of passing, but I knew that my mind would make me not pass. I knew that it wasn't an actual inability to drive, which in that case, you just need to practice more. It was actually an inability to control my nerves so that I could think clearly. And so by doing that each night before I fell to sleep, when you fall to sleep, your brain is in a state where it readily absorbs information. So it absorbs information more easily, which is why it's such a good time to do it. And this isn't just about passing your driving test. This could be about any test. This could be about any activity in your life. But by doing that journaling before I went to bed, it made me feel a lot calmer as well. Because normally when I have a big test coming up, I get really anxious and really nervous and I can't sleep. And that also impacts you so this was a much better way of doing it because I felt grounded before I went to sleep and then I could sleep and wake up feeling a little bit more refreshed I did still feel anxious and I didn't sleep great but it was better and I knew it was better also when I journaled I visualized I used this journaling to visualize what it was going to be like when I've passed I would sit there and imagine the driving test route imagine who I was going to get as my driving instructor imagine where I was going to go practice stopping all of that type of thing feeling really calm and then when I got to the test it meant that it was easier than I expected it to be I then also spoke to everyone around me as if I had passed like I would tell everyone, I've got my driving test, but I'm going to pass. And then me and Louis had this London trip and I was like, I think I could drive us there. I ended up not driving us there because everyone agreed it's a bit of an intense trip after only driving for one week. But uh, I really felt like I could do that. And by doing this, I matched the energy of passing my driving test, which made it more likely to happen. It made me more confident in what was going on. And then on the day, so first, so we've had, you've actually got to work for it. You've got to work hard, but then you've got to be able to control your mind using affirmations and journaling to make sure that you're in the right headspace for it. You've then got to speak to people as if it's going to happen. You've got to have this deep rooted knowledge in yourself that you are going to succeed at this event, because if you don't, then it's not going to be successful because you have that self-doubt and that self-doubt will manifest itself in failure. Then on the day, Someone told me that rescue remedies made them pass and I will take anything because I was stressed about this driving test. And so I bought the rescue remedies, I bought pillow spray, I bought everything that I could do to calm my nerves. And I took, I think I had five of those rescue remedy sweets. I would spray my seat, I would spray everything and I don't know if it's placebo or not. Being honest, I don't really care if it was placebo or not because it meant that I could control my nerves and pass my driving test. So the next thing to do once you've done all those things kind of working on your mind is buy something that won't trick you, but like will convince you that you've got a cure to make you pass. In my sense, I needed something that I was going to be able to convince myself with that I could then be like, you know what? Yeah, this has helped me pass. If I take this, I will pass because that will calm my nerves. And I think it really helped because when I was driving, I did one thing and I was at this big roundabout and this car was coming around and I didn't see it and I was going to go out and then I stopped in time and it went past and then I went. Um, And after that, I'd convinced myself that I'd failed my driving test because I was like, oh no, it's a disaster. It was on a main roundabout. And afterwards I was like, oh no, out loud as well. So I'd highlighted it to the examiner. And so when I went round the roundabout and I had a good 20 minutes left of my test because I was doing the sat nav and I was feeling a bit sick, 
was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. And I remember coming off the roundabout, and this was only 20 seconds after, and I watched this video that said, like, don't think you failed until you failed. Don't think about it. So I was like, there's no point focusing on me failing until I've actually got to the end, because we might not have, and you don't want to mess it up. And I think all this work on my headspace and staying calm and having a positive mindset about it all meant that when something did crop up, which it did at the roundabout, then I could push through it and I wasn't as stressed anymore. I didn't feel as anxious and as panicked as I normally would. So that was great. And then we drove around and we drove a really weird route, a really, really, really weird route. I had never driven on any of these streets before. Oh, and he kept doing this pull over to the left maneuver, which as I stopped having driving lessons, because I'm not giving 30 quid again, I've had so many. Um, When he did that, I didn't, I hadn't practiced that in the slightest. So I just had to do it randomly. And when I was doing this on the last one, he asked me to do it and I didn't know where to pull over because there were so many junctions and driveways and I was overthinking and I did it and I pulled off and it was fine. And then I got to the end of my test and he was going through everything that happened and he was like, this was fine, this was fine, this was fine. But you were so worried that you actually parked in a really bad spot and if a car had been coming, um, you would have failed your driving test. So this is why I think I manifested because no car was coming. The universe was looking out for me. It all worked out fine. But a car should have been coming that way and it wasn't. And that kind of stresses me out, but doesn't. But it's fine because I know now. I know now. And it's because I stayed calm and everything that I didn't panic as much throughout the driving test. And I think that also helped. Oh, and I got the worst manoeuvre possible. What did I get? I got reverse Bay Park on the right, the worst possible options ever. But again, because I'd practiced hard, I did mess it up, but I managed to recover it because I stayed calm and I was good at staying calm. And so these are my, and I managed to stay calm and that massively, massively helped me. I think the thing with the thing that helps with manifesting is not only do you attract what you want to happen, meaning that it will happen, you become on such a better energy level about it. You become so much more excited and positive. And not only does that attract a thing, it attracts better things to come with it. Because not only in that week did I manifest a driving test, I won a competition on Instagram. I also got some really good news in regards to my job. I got some really massively bits of massively good news. And I think it was that journaling at the end of the day doing this thing of what I like to call like magic moments of what had happened really good things that had happened that day and saying thank you and being grateful when I went to sleep that shifted my energy to be way higher and my vibration to be higher which meant that I attracted these positive things which meant that no car was coming around that corner thank god oh <sighs> So those are my top tips for manifesting the thing that you want to happen. It's a very short manifesting episode because there is obviously so much more that you can do. But the key things that I did was worked hard. I used the affirmations. I journaled and I used this journaling to visualize. And when you are visualizing, you need to go as in depth as you can, as if it is a memory. What can you feel? What can you smell? What can you touch? What can you see? How do you feel? What are you wearing? Is it warm? Is it cold? Go dig deep. Be as inventive as you can be with things and I promise you will be rewarded. I then spoke to people with the energy that I had passed. I spoke as if this was something that was definitely going to happen. And then when it did happen, it was kind of a weird feeling because I was excited, but it was almost like I knew it was going to happen because I'd been speaking about it for so long. But that doesn't matter. 
And then on the day I bought the rescue remedies, I bought this thing that convinced my brain that it was also going to pass. And it doesn't really match with the manifesting side of it, but it really helped with my anxiety side of it. So I don't know if that will also help with you, but you can use this for anything. Any test you've got coming up, any job interview you've got coming up. I promise I've started doing this regularly and it works. It really works. But I think that rounds off the advice part of the podcast. The next part is, as we know, the new things that I've done this week, which is exciting. Well, first new thing was I got a new piercing. I got my conch pierced, which hurts, as I said earlier. And it's got more throbby throughout this podcast session. And it's really red. And I don't know how I'm going to sleep. All of a sudden, I have an urge to sleep on that side, even though I never sleep on that side which is typical, but we move. I started a new book. It's called The Little Paris Bookshop by Nina George. And I love it. I have stopped reading The Midnight Children, that book that I read. I just stopped. I wasn't enjoying it. And I've got to the point with reading where I've realised I actually don't have to read anything I don't like. There's so many books out there that there's no need. You don't have to do it. No matter, obviously, if it's really famous, you probably should read it. But if you don't like it, don't force yourself to do it. It should be enjoyable. It should be something that you're looking forward to. And I was finding that book so hard to read. I was really struggling with it. Whereas this one, I'm already 56 pages in. I started it yesterday. And I started that book three weeks ago, and I'm only 50 pages through. So I'm liking it. It's all about this man, and he owns a bookshop on the river in Paris and he sells people books and it's honestly just quite an idyllic lifestyle he leads but it's interesting because he's got like he has breaks in the story or he talks about this lost lover and like the life that they had together and I'm intrigued about it because he's very mysterious you really don't hear a lot about what's coming and it's just kind of like trickled through the narrative so I would definitely recommend this one more than the other one I'm going to link it in the show notes so you can all have a little read because I'm excited about it. What else have I done new this week? Well, I go to London at the weekend and that's very exciting. Me and Louie are going to go to Printworks because Printworks is closing down, which is devastating. Printworks, if you don't know, is this massive club venue in London and it's really famous. It's brilliant. It's like fabric. It's incredible. And now it's being turned into apartment box like everything in London is because like, what's the point in living in London if all of these great things get taken away what is the point I don't get it it's upsetting it's really upsetting but I know there's needs to be more housing but why can't we just purpose build housing I don't know it's way more complicated than that and I know I definitely don't understand it all but me and Louie are doing that this weekend and I'm very excited about it because I haven't been to a rave type thing in months like actually months since oh my god since warehouse project in December I'm just praying that it doesn't snow because that will ruin my outfit and change my plans on everything that I have to wear, but we will see. But I think that rounds off the end of this podcast. It's only been a quick one because life is very busy at the moment and I know you're all very busy too, but I hope you have a lovely, lovely week and I'll speak to you again next week. I forgot to mention, make sure that you follow me on Instagram at you've got mail underscore pod. And I now have a TikTok page, which is kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, I hope you all have a lovely week and thank you for listening. Bye.